the Christian 007, the Miracle Boy Evangelist, the Born Again Scoundrel. These are but a few of the things that Mr. Peter Popoff would be referred to in his lifetime. His self-proclaimed healing powers would take him across the world, visiting crowds of adoring fans who believed his touch could cure them of any ailment. He appeared to know things about them before ever even meeting. But a Scooby-Doo-style covert operation, ran by a team determined to put a stop to this man, would paint a very different story. Welcome to Fakes and Frauds. wonderful of you to join us today. We're very happy to have you, and we do hope you'll have a lovely time. And something tells me that is exactly what kind of time you will be having. Why is that? Well, we are joined today by a comedian who I, alongside many other amazing people, happen to adore. She has done a frankly ridiculous amount of amazing work since appearing on the comedy scene a few years ago. The list includes writing for various Charlie Brooker productions, including Death to 2020. She's worked on 8 out of 10 Cats, Have I Gotten News for You, Hypothetical, and a ton more. She's won approximately 1 million awards for her writing and stand-up, and continues to run comedy nights and has a brilliant podcast called Happiness and How to Get It, which she co-hosts with anthropologist Marianne Ohata on Audible. It's the amazing... Charlie George, everyone. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, that intro was very overwhelming. I felt deeply uncomfortable as you were saying it. Uh, but it was so, yeah, yeah. I I have done I have done all of those things. I am I, yeah. I am a busy lady. Maybe why I'm melting right now. But I'm really happy to be with you. I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know like how physically you've done those things. And, you know, as impressed as I am, I'm also slightly worried. And I, like, want to make sure that you're eating enough vegetables. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to know that. Also, it's like it's almost like, you know, you've described a maniac who might be trying to impress a parent that's no longer caring about them or something, you know? Like, it's kind of that energy with the bio yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You're like, oh, right, okay. Also, that Audible podcast that we did, like, I didn't want to call it that, and I was really unhappy because I hate the word happiness. Like, I don't hate the word happiness, but I hate sort of wellness things that try and seek for happiness, because I don't think that's what we should aim for. I wanted to call it despair and how to release its death grip, but Audible said no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but speaking of despair, we're on the right podcast, aren't we? We're on the right podcast. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, we can refer to it, if it comes up, I will refer to it as your working title. Um, I think I appreciate that's... that. That's only fair. Um, so yeah, we we are gathered here today. <laughs> oh, don't! Uh, it freaks me out when I hear that. <laughs> in um, in yeah, we we we've got something in common. I I would like to think multiple things, but uh, one of the things is that we uh, as our as children and younger people uh, went through um uh, um uh, uh <laughs> we. That's a good way to describe it, I think. And what you can't see right now is that she's on her knees praying to a God that may or may not exist. That's what's happening. And that's why I felt like the change in your voice was really to do with the the questioning of whether there is an omnipresent deity above us, judging us. (laughs) 
exactly. Um, but you know, before they can judge us, I think we should we should get there first. And I think that's what we'll be doing today. Um, so yeah, we both uh, we put in our time with the old uh, Jesus and his crew going to church and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, listeners of the the show uh, will know that you know I was a uh, in it to win it Christian for many years. And um, what type of Christian? Um, so my dad was Anglican and my mum was Baptist. But then I went to Lutheran school. But yeah, that kind of is it evangelical ish yeah did you have to preach no Mm-mm. i don't think i was very good at it you've just lost points there <laughs> you've just lost points uh you know you, unless you're out there on the streets pounding the pavement selling the word of the lord <laughs> unless you've had that particular humiliation <laughs> you lose points in my eyes no 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 i'm i'm really joking i'm just jealous that that i have to do that um there's actually a church near me now that does some really amazing advertising i'm no longer with the lord i'm not sure i ever was with him to be fair but i um i do have a local church which i find hilarious and i i found these pictures i don't know if you can share them on a post with the podcast but i think that'd be really fun i, I will see. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. Basically, whenever I go and get my posh, wanky latte coffee around the corner, I pass my local church. And every time the advertising gets worse and worse for how they're trying to recruit young people. I mean, it was always bad, but this one is amazing. So the first one I can only describe to you is like just nuts. It says, why hold on to what you can't keep? Give your burden to God, does it say? I don't know, the picture's gone all funny in the thing. Yeah, um, give your burden to God. And it's got a picture of a man um, holding, uh, is it the shard or the gherkin? But he's just walking away with I it. I think it's like the gherkin. Like he's ripped it out of the ground. And then there's like all these chains and money and cars and stuff in the background. And so it's essentially saying like, your burden is your money give it to God, like very directly sort of rap video style. (laughs) Very strange. Then it progressed to like this guy. The next one is, can Jesus make a difference for me? Check, check yourself at 11 a.m. on Sunday. And then there's there's a young black man with two women, different ethnicities around draped over him. Like he's a pimp. (laughs) So it's basically like, now they're trying to, to say that, you know, You'll get a lot of pussy if you come to this church. And then and then they peak, right? They absolutely peak. This happened where I nearly like walked into a lamppost because I just saw this sign and it's basically a picture of a dude with his head in his hands. And it says, be anxious for nothing. Like, and I'm not sure if that's like a scriptural reference or if they're just talking about modern society and where we're at right now. Um, but yeah, do check out it- Haringey Church, uh, Haringey United Baptist Church, <laughs> for more details. I, I do feel like there's one, there's one near me that there's like some kind of lion situation. Um, I do particularly like those kind of animal metaphors. That those are good ones. Um, but wow, how, yeah. I mean, how many meetings do you think were involved in? in you know coming up with these advertising campaigns Oof, i think it was probably about as long as our one with audible for the podcast title i think it was very much this is you know i think there's a dictatorship right there it's just like this is this is my plan this is what it should be called uh today's sermon oh. be anxious for no reason um 
It's good to know religious religious recruitment has modernized. I think it's modernized. It's true. Yeah, I get with the time. I wonder if they're on TikTok. Oh my god! Just Actually, sort of oh my god! Are they? I know it, but I just remembered. I can't remember. Oh yeah, so a bunch of Mormons have started following me on Instagram. And <gasps> this because... happened to me. This happened to me. Did oh my it? god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got targeted on Instagram by Mormons during the pandemic when we super weren't allowed to go out. Did it happen to you? Yeah. So did they they followed you, but did they message you? Because I had a very young teenage boy message me. Uh no, he didn't message me and I was a little bit offended because I was like because I my Instagram's private, so he just requested to follow me. And then I looked and yeah, he was like, Hey, I'm Jimmy. And um and I was like, Oh my god. And then like I don't know, in the bio there was like, you know, Jimmy, born in 2012, or however old they are. And, um, yeah, and like, I like football and pizza. And then, so you know, if your like bio is too long, there can be like a little thing where you have to like view more. Yeah. So I pressed the view more thing. And then it was like, ask me about what I do. And I was like, oh, clever, Jimmy. A little tease. It's good. It's good. Well, this is it. Like they can't go door to door because of the pandemic, so they slide into your DMs. That's what they. What's that's what they do. But and it happened to me. But what they didn't realise is that I used to be a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. So you can't convert a converter. That's not possible. Um. And he tried his best, but his sales pitch wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work on me. Similar stuff. He was kind of like, I just want to have a discussion about beliefs, and I was like, No, you don't. Jimmy I'm gonna say it's Jimmy I can't remember his name all I know is that I ended up having a very intense philosophical chat about sexuality because he kept pressing me oh pulled that code yeah yeah uh because he kept pressing me of like why I would leave the religion <laughs> chat about sexuality with a teenager on the internet so yes I've had to clear my browsing history uh <laughs> no he was he was a really sweet boy and no one was harmed traumatized maybe but hey somebody had to prepare him for what might happen with his many wives we're going in and what better route to take than you know one of the most OTG evangelical preachers in American history. And he is by the name of Mr. Peter Popoff. Okay, so our story begins. It's 1960s, right? Mm -hmm. Charismatic American preacher began appearing in newspapers and posters across the West Coast. The miracle boy evangelist, they read. This young man would go on to become one of the most famous preachers of modern times. And he wasn't just preaching. He would go on to claim that he had healed thousands of people across America with the divine power that God had blessed him with. Whether you had cancer, diabetes, had lost the use for your legs, eyesight, or basically any other ailment under the sun, he was able to rid you of it. By the 1980s, Peter Popoff was the most popular televangelist that the world had ever seen. His performances were about as dramatic as they come with fans approaching the stage, appearing frail and leaving the stage, walking tall and with the energy and strength of a 16-year-old with a can of Red Bull, achieved simply by the touch of Mr. Peter Popoff. But it wouldn't be long before Peter's powers were beginning to gather great scepticism and his deceptive tactics would come to light. Are we are we aware of, of, of this man? Did he crack the... the like, I mean, I guess Jehovah's Witness, yeah, you probably wouldn't be. No, but I have watched, like, Jonestown stuff, 
flight documentaries of mm-hmm. him and stuff. So he sounds very similar. And I was interested in, I've always been slightly interested, there's quite a lot of stand-ups who were like connected to preachers or evangelists, like TV evangelists. I never would have watched stuff like, like Channel 4 was banned in our house. I, I wasn't allowed to watch anything that had anything racy or anything like that would have that type of advertising or exposure to. So I've only heard about it later on. Um, but I've seen the displays and it makes me think, to be honest, I'm way more into like, so when I first left home and left the religion, I got into like new age, the worst kind of new age shit imaginable, like terrible beliefs. You know, really susceptible, like a little rabbit in the headlights. It's like, oh, this is, you know, and there's always a charismatic dude, isn't there? There's a sleazy, charismatic man who's got an idea of exactly how the world is and should be. But I'm just like, well, how did you know? Like, why would God be channeling you? Like, you're so greasy. Um, uh, so, so like... Tony Robbins, I remember like discovering him and it's a similar type of thing of like, well, it's exactly the same as what this story is about, isn't it kind of, but like, you know, jumping on a mini trampoline and like gazing into the eyes of a vulnerable woman and telling her that you, you know, you understand why she's not succeeding in her life. You know, it can't be the structural inequalities of society. It's you and and it's me. <laughs> and uh, I've got the answers for about five grand for this workshop or something like that, you know. So, it's, so I'm kind of aware of that phenomenon. And in particular, the thing that really gets me about it and that makes my skin and I have a very visceral reaction is when people are poorly. And they like, I guess when you want to believe something, like you, I, you kind of maybe do it. Like I've been injured really badly before and like a certain level of adrenaline means you could walk across the stage and finish a show whilst in excruciating pain. And that's the only way I can describe maybe what happens when he gets people to get out of wheelchairs or touch them when they're sick, is there's some sense of so wanting that to be true. But I think that for me is where I'm kind of like, someone needs to kick this guy in the nuts. Or hit him with a Bible. It'd be really, <laughs> be really nice. In the nuts. That would be In the nuts great. with a Bible. Yeah, I mean, like this kind of flavour of yeah sort of tv preachers were were very sort of commonplace and i think you know it's obviously quite a north american thing as well um and uh yeah they're a sight to be seen and they are was he was he one of the most famous in north america is he definitely yeah i think he was definitely the most famous i think there was another one that was pretty hot on his tail i can't remember who that was um but uh, but yeah, they they were the the um the OGs really. What was his wife um, like? Was she involved in stuff? I'm kind of always interested by the first lady of a creep, you know? Yeah. So she she was around, but she was very quiet. Um. But there is another televangelist wife. I can't remember what she's called, but she has. <laughs> I'm sure she has other defining features, but she also has like permanent makeup, and it's really dramatic. I can't remember what she's. Is that where you get when you say permanent makeup? You mean like tattooed to your face? Yeah. I still can't believe that that's a thing. But then I barely wash my face, so I just think that's. (laughs) You're a few steps away, I think. It's like who could be asked? Like who really like? Well, maybe that's why they got it because they don't want to wash their face either. I suppose. Yeah, you just get your eyebrows permanently drawn on into surprise. That yeah. would be really it, good for an evangelist. It's just like she constantly looks like she's it's like that's the facelift that you ask for. It's like if I could look like I'm having a religious epiphany. <laughs> just get that one. Yeah. Can I get can I get the RE please? <laughs> the usual. Um okay, anyway, there's a whole bunch of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And weirdly there's no women that have really cracked the scene yet as like, you know, the the head honcho main 
person. This is because women, like people don't listen to women and people don't believe what they say. And that's like, dude, like, and isn't that hilarious? It's just like, we've, well, there's a whole niche in the market of exploitation that we can't tap because it's so difficult to get people to care like about our soft, delicate sentences. Various TV networks would broadcast what were referred to as, quote, healing sermons, where often hundreds of followers would pack large sanctuaries or halls in the hopes of being called up by Mr. Popoff. Throughout the event, he would call out a name. When someone by the name was found in the crowd, Peter would tell them their street address and their ailments, appearing as if he had pulled this information miraculously out of thin air with the help of God. Viewers would witness a sea of dramatic shouting and Mr. Popoff often placing his hands on people's heads, forcefully condemning the demons to be cleansed from the sufferer's bodies, right? The recipient of this ritual would often appear emotional and appreciative of their newfound health. This undeniable energy undoubtedly captivated many people in front of the TV sets at home, inspiring them to become believers of this charismatic televangelist. Who doesn't want the evil sucked out of you by like a stranger? Yeah. Like if that was if that was possible, like if I believed that that was possible, would, wouldn't you? Of course, for 20 quid, why not? Yeah, if they could get Do rid of some deal. of the crappy bits of my personality, that would be great. Anything to not have to grow as a person. So TV and live events weren't his only approach to spreading the gospel. Oh no. He would also recall some more off-kilter approaches in his 1980 autobiography entitled Behind Curtains of Darkness A New Fire Is Blazing, which also sounds like a metal album. Um, he tells the story of smuggling thousands of Bibles into China and dropping them into the Black Sea off of Istanbul with the intention of having them wash up on nearby communist shores and give the people access to the word of God. He also talks about how he used helium balloons to deliver Bibles from Finland into Soviet states. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I have to stop you here. Did he actually do this or did he just say he did this? Like, was someone swimming? I'm just imagining that swim, you know, and then just like... Like, imagine if you had any kind of doubts in your life, like going through a rough time, you're like, I'll just pop down to the beach, I'll just pop down to the Black Sea for a swim. And then suddenly you're bombarded by a tidal wave full of Bibles. Like, how overwhelming would that be? Like, if they would, like, you just be like, I'm sorry, I wish I'd never left my wife Sandra and I shouldn't have cheated and I wish I'd never stolen those sweets when I was six. You know, you'd be having a complete breakdown if you saw that. Is there evidence of him actually doing this or is it just one of his tall tales? I have yet to find any evidence. Okay. Um, but, you know, you know, he, uh, he, this is what he says, right? So this yeah. is where the Christian, obviously, 007 comes in. So he was obviously very uh, devoted to spreading the word far and wide. At some point, his followers realized that they hadn't heard much of these 007-esque missions in quite some time. And when they inquired, they were told that the warehouse in which the Bibles were kept had been burgled. Peter's team then launched an appeal to raise money to restock the said warehouse. But these overseas missions never resumed. Also, I love the idea that someone broke into a building to steal a bunch of Bibles. <laughs> Moon is so insane, what these people do for the... I suppose if you feel that you're being motivated by God, I mean, that's the hassle, isn't it, with uh, organised religions or, or any kind of intense dogma like that. You just, you can get away with... You can believe that you're doing a lot of stuff because you're like, this, 
It's coming from above. Yeah. What a name, by the way. It's like I, I know it's. So is funny. that his real name? It's got to be something more boring. And he tried to make it. He thought alliteration would work again. Maybe it was the vocal thing. Well, you know, it does make him sound cool. I've got to be honest, it's Peter nice. Popoff. Like it's going to pop off, Peter Popoff tonight or whatever. You know, because you know how they're all linguistically like. That's the thing that I like about it, te- televised evangelists is they kind of almost spit in bars, like almost, yeah. like a lot less cooler than that. I'm not going to say that they're like the next MF Doom or something, though they are professing a lot of Doom, but there's like, you know, there's this kind of flow to, to what they're saying and a bit of to it, right? There's, there's, I think it's that that's really hammering at home. So yeah, Peter Parker. So he's getting really popular, right? And he catches the attention of a man by the name of James Randi. Now, if you're not aware of James Randi, he was a truly iconic man who spent much of his life seeking to debunk many paranormal and supernatural claims and the people promoting them. And as you can guess, Peter Popoff was one of the top people on his list. James Randi formed the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal in 1976, uh, to fight these said claims, later changing the name to the Committee for Skeptic Inquiry. So he was like, uh, he was like Mr. Dr. King of skeptics, right? There's been a lot of documentaries on him. One called, I think, The Honest Liar. He's done some really amazing stuff and just like an all around really interesting, interesting fella. So he was a man who was truly dedicated to his cause. So in order to take down this larger than life self-proclaimed faith healer, he knew he would need all the help he could get. He quickly put together a team and they worked on a plan to ensure that they could gather all the evidence needed to leave Peter with no choice but to admit his deceptive claims. So they they got these tech people, right? And they and they also got some people who were willing to get up close and personal with Mr. Popoff himself and do so in disguise. So one of Randy's male accomplices dressed up as an older woman claiming to be suffering from uterine cancer. Obviously, don't lie about having cancer, but listen to the story. Okay, Charlie? Yes. Before you judge. I'm not judging. I mean, I'm angry, but I'm not judging. I'm just feeling the rage rising in my bones, but I'm not judging. So this guy gets dressed up, right, as this older lady, and he's like, I've got uterine cancer. Please help me, right? This guy dresses up as the lady and pretends to have you three cancer. Yes, he, he, he's working with Randy's crew. There's a plan yeah. here. Didn't they want to just get a woman? No, like, there's nothing wrong. Like, I mean, I watch Drag Race. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, like, why do that? Why make it harder? I think, well, I think because they were, I, they wanted to be like, he claimed to cure me of my uterine cancer. I don't have a uterus. Okay, okay. So it was helpful for him to have a penis. A very rare case where that is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, got you. So he gets dressed up in this, you know, what I imagine to be sort of Miss Doubtfire sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like Tootsie. I like it. This is getting more exciting as yeah, a yeah. story now. Yeah, yeah. So... He, go, he goes to sort of one of these, you know, convention, these live healing session things. And sure enough, he gets to go up. And Peter Popoff does his thing and is like, don't worry, you don't have uterus cancer anymore. And he was like, thank you. It would have been intense if someone had managed to like feed him some information or something. And then be like, you know, he could actually be like, you don't, 
you don't have you don't have uterine cancer you have cancer of the testicles and he's like oh no <laughs> oh i shouldn't laugh so hard at testicular cancer because it's not funny as a thing in and of itself but it's the stupidity of the situation where you're like oh yeah exactly the, the double cross gets double crossed i mean i'm not rooting for this guy at all do you know what i mean but so that's how he got caught out Right, so this is one of the, this was like a piece of the puzzle. So, meanwhile, remember those tech guys? Mm -hmm. So they're around, right? And they had managed to gather some information that was even more damning than fake uterus cure cancer situation, right? They were able to pick up and record Mrs. Popoff, remember Elizabeth, our friend? Yeah relaying information into an earpiece worn by the preacher in order yeah. to appear as if this information was of a divine nature. Yeah. When would, would this have been? Like the 80s? Yeah. But not only had they caught him red-handed, yeah. but Mrs. Popoff had also managed to squeeze in some racial slurs. Oh, no. I'm not a, fan, not a fan of Elizabeth anymore. Not rooting for the First yeah. Lady. About hysterical laughter at the appearance of one of the men in the audience who was suffering from testicular cancer. <gasps> See, I knew it. Maybe that's my intuition. Maybe I'm spiritual. Like I knew there would be some testicular cancer involved in it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not claiming that. I'm not going to be the first. Just imagine I do this podcast and then afterwards go on to become a televangelist tyrant. Wouldn't that be weird? Like this was where I found the inspiration. I mean, if you've got the gift, you've got the gift. I may have the gift. Deep in my, I'm not going to say the word womb. I don't. I don't. Miss <laughs> Popoff, she's she. So they catch her, right? And she's like, "Hey, Peter, um, you know, saying all these racial slurs, laughing at people, um, and what a bitch." Yeah, giving him information about where they live and all this stuff that he supposedly, you know, got from God, right? There was also noted there was a some sort of ominous message of uh, her saying, "quote Keep your hands off those tits. I'm watching you." Oh when God. Peter was interacting with a female follower, um, so Ooh. honestly, it was not only were they uh, intermarital fun. I thought they might be sort of you know more Mormon about the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, graze those tits. And like, you know, they might be more, like, I thought they might be more open, you know, to that kind of stuff. But no, she's like, I know a lot of wives who would be down for that, I think. A lot of wives and girlfriends and maybe some boyfriends too. An earpiece could just track your pilot's movement, feed them what to say at the party so they don't embarrass you. Like, that's a much better use than trying to pretend that you can fix people's cancer, isn't it? Um, yeah. That would be a good use for that earpiece. And also, isn't that what they do? I mean, it's so ridiculous that the technology hasn't really progressed beyond what Anton Beck's Saturday night takeaway. Isn't that what they do? There's, <laughs> or Michael McIntyre does it now. It's just men secretly pretending to be other people in rooms, like with someone talking in their ear and tricking people. Like, why are we obsessed with that? Why, why, why try to fix something that isn't broken? It is obviously the best. Right, it's a winning formula. <laughs> Terrible. Needless to say, Randy and his team, they'd got enough info, right? They were like, ha ha, busted Peter. <laughs> so they, they confront Peter and they're like, listen, have you perhaps maybe been getting information from your wife via an earpiece 
through your, you know, is this, is this what's going on? And he was like, nope, no, no. Well, they gave him the chance. That was quite decent. Exactly. They're decent folk, I think. So anyway, they were like, okay, all right, Peter, if you say so. Little did they, little did Peter know they had another plan, right? So they decided to go on uh, Johnny Carson, right? Johnny yeah, Carson big show, big show. The biggest show in America at the time. Apparently Johnny Carson didn't even get briefed beforehand about what they were going to expose. They were like, this has got to be a proper exposure situation. Uh, they played the recordings. And oh my days, it was damning, right? Mm-hmm. And actually a lot of them, they said they couldn't play on air. Because uh, at the time, they, you're not allowed to curse on air. And of course, you're not allowed to say racial slurs and that kind of thing. So it was, it was pretty shocking stuff. But perhaps a testament to Popoff's power, many people chose to continue supporting him. But about a year and a half... Even after he'd been ousted on Carson, people were like, I'm going to stand by him. He's, he's got the charm. And also, to be fair, this was pre-internet. So I think words spread a little bit slower. But a year and a half after this episode of the Johnny Carson show aired, Popoff filed for bankruptcy. So ultimately, it you know it destroyed him slowly. That that word did spread like the gospel slowly. If you think that this is the end for Popoff, you'd think wrong. In 1998, Popoff and his team were back with vengeance. This time, they had a clear strategy, targeting the black community with the majority of his network airtime bought through the Black Entertainment Network, or BET. And this time, he'd be offering something extra special. He'd be offering folks something that they could use to heal themselves. That's right. We're talking the Jesus H2O. Aqua de Holy Spirit. I ran out of puns after that one, but I... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, no. You have to keep going with the water puns. I imagine, like, oh, the advert would be like, what's the one where they did all the the creepy babies? You know what I'm talking about. Babies in rollerblades and shit. Um, Yeah, man. Fancy water. So he just started selling holy water. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, guys. Oh, I forgot. I've got this... The stuff I found in my shed. Um... (laughs) To be fair to him, I know some corporate people. I don't know them personally, but I mean, I've heard of some corporate people. I mean, they're selling vitamin water and like acting as if water isn't a basic human right and like bottling it and charging you loads of money for it. And it's probably not even from a man. Well, I kind of want it to come out of a spring around loads of babies rollerblading. If it's not, why are you charging me so much money for it? So, yeah, he's basically being a businessman, right? But he's he's applying God to the water instead of mountain springs. Exactly. And, of course, he he preached about the benefits of this holy water, you know. Um, And he listed some, which included supernatural debt cancellation, new homes and new automobiles. Apparently that's what you could get from this water. Pretty good deal, right? But, you know, as you said, businessman. He's not stupid. They knew that the the team couldn't legally sell such a thing with you know these brazen claims right that's false advertising very tricky thing to get around so instead they decided they would give it away for free so the idea was that callers would receive their free haley water with specific instructions on how to best make use of its divine powers 
Alongside these instructions would be a note explaining that a key part of ensuring that God would help them would be sending Mr. Popoff a check. The promise was that whatever they parted with would return to them in tenfold, encouraging to see it as a heavenly investment. But if you don't have the cash, not to worry. They also were accepting gold jewellery and various other goods. Like the church in Haringey, just give your burden to God. You, know, you don't need that heavy burden of the shard and all your money and your watches and your beautiful wife and your beautiful house. How did you, how did you even end up there? So the story of people losing everything in the hopes of receiving this great blessing from Popoff mm. were plenty, of course. A former employee of Popoff's People United for Christ organization tells one particularly harrowing tale about a woman who showed up at their headquarters in California asking to see Mr. Popoff and explaining that she had given him everything she had and was now homeless. Peter reportedly laughed this off and told his employees to send her to a women's shelter. It's tough, man. Like, how, how would you even enjoy your wealth if you knew that it came directly from the exploitation of others? But I'm saying that as if I'm not, like, not directly experiencing that to some degree myself by having a phone and clothes and living in a house in the West. Oh, that's a nice one for all you listeners, just to feel sad about yourselves. We're all a little bit of pop-off deep down, aren't we? Yeah, we've all got a bit of pop-off in us. So... In 2017, writer Mark Oppenheimer was able to speak to Mr. Popoff himself, as well as various members of his organization, for a piece he was writing on The Preacher. When looking back on the earpiece scandal exposed by Randy and his team a few decades earlier, a friend of the Popoff family, a man by the name of Larry Skelton, had an interesting take on the scandal. So the article reads, When you're praying for the sick, it's through the Holy Spirit. And there's times that it works freely. And then there are times when the spirit's just not there. Unreliable source, basically, is what you're saying. So, you know, even the Holy Spirit is flawed. And I guess what he's saying is like, right, Peter Popoff is a prophet. And, you know, like that stuff is all legit. But sometimes the Holy Spirit, he's, he's busy, he's tired, whatever. That's it. Blame, blame the one that isn't tangibly in existence. <laughs> Also, if this was like your Edinburgh show where it was like a cinema, like you, you've made this beautiful film, that you wouldn't put the tagline like deliriously inconsistent as the selling point of the thing. You're like, it's a prophet, a prophet, but like a prophet that's inconsistent. I suppose prophets maybe are just vessels and vehicles. Maybe they're as inconsistent as human beings. Dragon, even God has an off day. Yeah, like. Sometimes the messages are there, sometimes they're not. And sometimes, you, you know, I guess what they're saying is like, sometimes you got to kind of play with it a bit. And, you know, that's where the, the wife in the ear comes in. Don't expect the Holy Spirit to always find its groove. You know, it might be offbeat for a bit. It's just it's feeling out of sorts, it's having a rough day. Yeah. What are you going to do when, you, you know, you're in an auditorium and everyone expects something from you? I guess it's sort of like lip syncing, you know? I'd love a Holy Spirit that basically gets overwhelmed. He's like, I can't do the big stuff. But if you've got a tick or like you're unhappy with your eyebrows. <laughs> we're doing the easy ones today. Yeah, yeah, we'll just start with the small stuff. Like, have you got any allergies? Oh. I wish I could tell you that this man yeah. is no longer engaging 
in this exploitation. But unfortunately, that is not the case. According to his website, he has programs aired around the clock across a dozen international channels, including the UK, Canada, and of course, the US. In 2019, Ofcam managed to... Ofcom, yeah. Ofcam sounds like a, a new sort of babe station. <laughs> where you just get a live feed to people in their own houses, which is probably a thing. I mean, one, okay, one of those two organisations managed to find a UK television channel by the name of Ben TV, £25,000 for airing Peter Popoff's Miracle Waddle. Miracle Waddle. <laughs> Miracle Waddle. I think a Miracle Waddle is way better. It's like, who needs to be able to walk perfectly? I'm going to have you walk out of here like Donald Duck trying to take a shit like that. That is the walk that you want. Yeah, that's how Jesus walked, I heard. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the secret illicit lyrics of uh, Kanye West's Jesus Walk. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, anyway, they sued him, right? In the statement, they said, quote, we concluded that the claim in the program had the potential to cause harm to members of the audience who may have been led to believe that the, quote, miracle spring water alone was sufficient to cure their health conditions and that it was unnecessary to rely on or continue receiving conventional medical treatment. Obviously super dangerous. Good. Good for them for suing. So the Good Thinking Society also continues to investigate Peter Popoff's movements and paste their findings on their blog. This is actually where I was able to find some pictures of the real letters that people have received from Peter's team. And they are truly a bizarre rate. So the design and formatting issues are, are truly disturbing enough. We all know that, you know, the more Christian you are, the less skills you have, I think, in graphic design is usually the correlation. So... There are multiple fonts, colours and sizes going on and plenty of scribbles in the margins, which are made to appear as if they were written by Peter himself. Following a few pages of various claims in Bible verses and caps lock, there is a page that is dedicated to filling out your information and what you need your blessings for. And, of course, a blank cheque with tick boxes for the amount you'd like to give to pop off, ranging from uh, £100 to £50 at the lowest. Um, he also now... Uh, do you have a template for this so I could do it for my website or my Patreon or something? It's basically Yeah, like, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll forward it. I'll forward it. Because over. you've got to... You can't, you know, for all of the sins of these people, you cannot knock their marketing. Like, even though the design may be shit, it's, it's incredibly effective. I've never known a religious institution to go without money. God always has money, doesn't he? It's just loaded. Anyway, P Peter, he's um he's got on the podcast train. Um, good for him. He um he has a podcast on Apple Podcast. What's it called? I think it's just Peter Popoff or something. Wasn't very exciting. You'll find it. Anyway, his bio reads: The ministry has helped multitudes around the world experience his with a capital H. Oh, barf! Supernatural power to see bondages and addictions. And addictions broken. Why is Apple so allowing this on their side? Like, can't they stop stuff like that? They think it's gonna make people drink water to try and not kill themselves. Like, it's just dangerous, is it not? So Peter Popoff is obviously one of many, you know, faith healers. Um 
Charlie, perhaps you uh, you've heard about some other some other ones around. I I do know of a faith healer that's recently appeared um, in a Birmingham newspaper. Great source. Um, he's a black magic healer called Abduli Gassama, and he conned women out of 150 grand. And he's recently escaped from prison. Okay, this is a this I know. Jesus. Did Jesus help him? Well, maybe Jesus helped, you know, pull the bars away or something. Um, the the 36-year-old, so he's a 36-year-old dude, he said he needed cash to sacrifice crocodiles and cows. I don't know why specifically those animals, and I don't think that there are, I mean, I know there must be cows in Birmingham. I'm not sure how many crocodiles are readily available in the Birmingham area. Um, but he's a bogus faith healer, and he conned free women by falsely claiming he had black magic powers to cure their personal problems, okay? Uh, and he recently- kind of personal problems, do we know? Well, um, they were kind of like sad, desperate women who like- Please Let me heal you from your vulnerability by taking advantage of you. He was, well, apparently in his advertising, he would use language that was targeting people who were emotionally vulnerable. The other thing that I find hilarious is that he's, he is 34, but he was claiming to have 40 years of experience faith healing. So it's not even possible to have that amount of experience. But I think maybe he's suggesting that, you know, pre-birth, uh, the con even the concept of him uh, was, a, was a faith healer. Or maybe he's talking about previous lives. Um, but he claimed to, he was trying to help people um, with emotional turmoil, emotional problems. Um, trying to find specific examples of what kind of emotional problems they had. It doesn't really specify. I think basically, you know, they're having a wobble and they think, do you know what? I need a 36-year-old black magic man to sacrifice a crocodile because I'm not having a good day. And he was available maybe for that. Yeah. Sometimes, but, I, like, if I'm not having a good day, maybe I think maybe I should, like, drink some water, go for a walk, you know. But I've not I've not explored the idea that maybe what I needed was a man to sacrifice a crocodile for me. I mean, or yeah. Was it for me or who's? I think it is to you. I think it's like I mean, I suppose it's an. Ex uh, there's only so much self care you could do. It's been a long lockdown, isn't it? Maybe people are just sick of having baths, and they're like, you know, what I really want now is for a man to sacrifice a cow. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, just I just I think that would help. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine just before my period wanting something like that. I mean, I I'd like, like that, but not the rest of the time of the month. Um. Anyway, Abdulli Gassama banished from Her Majesty Her Majesty's prison, Sudbury, in Derbyshire on Monday. So you know, if you are in the Derbyshire area, uh, yeah, pretty recently. Yeah, he was in jail. That was he was in jail since 2016 for like fraud. Um, but yeah, he's been out and about. And so um, are, we, are we slagging off a convict who's on the loose right now? Maybe he's, he could be not. In, we don't we don't live near there, but he's on the loose. So if if you see a man and he offers you know to help you with um, some I don't know mild irritation by maybe sort of you know ripping the head off a snake for about fifteen thousand pounds. Just, just say no and uh, move away from him as quickly as possible. And um, because he, you know, 
he basically extorted a lot of this cash from these women and he's put it into lavish property developments in Gambia. He's pleaded guilty to 19 charges of fraud and one of money laundering. So also keep your pennies and your pounds away from him or he will whack them in the washing machine. Um, but yeah, he advertised his services. I haven't found him anywhere online, so I don't know how he's advertising. Um, maybe on Instagram, like the Mormons. And, and maybe you have to just click his bio and drop down and just beneath where he says... He, uh, he likes trainers and his age, he's got, will sacrifice, will we'll do blood sacrifice uh, underneath. At the What's bottom. the acronym for that? W- will do blood sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> WDBS. So if you see WDBS on anyone's profile, just be warned, okay, that this could be someone who's trying to systematically defraud you. Yeah, we're full of helpful tips, I think. And and they actually have on Crime Stoppers. They've got um, Derbyshire police are looking for him. They've got a number, a hotline you can call if you see uh, WDBS on anybody's profile <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> Maybe that's an acronym oh for something cool with the Gen Zers, and like I'm just gonna get loads of people oh in trouble. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean that's that is the kind of influence we need to start our um, dictatorship cult thing. Okay, well, thank you so much for for joining on this incredibly hot day. My feet feel as if they're in some kind of paddling pool. It's just my sandals, very sweaty. That's not really how I thought I would end this. But anyway. It's been lovely having you. Uh, yes, but it's the water holy. It's the water holy. That's what we all want to know. I think, uh, yeah, I think it is. And um, yeah, thank you so much for joining. Um, if people want to find you on the internet, where do they go? Um, well, you'll find my profile under WDB. <laughs> my, my profile, you can find me online at Charlie George. Char- no, Charlie George Comedy. Yeah, Charlie George Comedy on Instagram and Facebook. And at CG does comedy on Twitter. Um, if you'd like to tweet me um, live feedback, don't. Just send it to someone else uh, about anything that I'm doing. Um, and I'm doing some shows over the summer that I'm really excited about with um, three other women of colour comedians. We kind of wanted to be on a bill together because we were a bit tired of people thinking tokenistically about us um, when we're all uniquely brilliant dangerous and stupid um and also hilarious and you can come and see us at top secret comedy club on the 19th of july at 6 30 p.m and it's a free pay what you want show so we'll just be doing a bucket collection at the end so if we've made you laugh and forget about your troubles you can chuck us a bit of money and we'd love to see you and that's on thursday monday the 19th monday the 19th of july at top secret comedy amazing and uh if you have enjoyed this podcast please do rate and follow us on apple Podcasts, spotify um tell your friends we um have uh, some amazing cases coming up with some other amazing comedians and um thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me bye